Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tony on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, by the time people hear this, my interview with Aaron J. Albano will be available in the Patreon feed starting at the mezzanine tier and above. If you want to hear that conversation where we talked about the wild and crazy two-week run that he had going from Here Lies Love on Broadway to Hamilton on Broadway and now to Aladdin on Broadway. You won't want to miss that. We also talk about the documentary called Ensemble that he co-produced with Mo Brady during the pandemic that's available now. We also talked about a new audiobook that he narrated, which is very cool. So lots of fun stuff with old friend Aaron J. Albano. So check that out on Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Now, Grace, the big news coming out on Tuesday actually has to do with one of the shows that Aaron has been in recently because Here Lies Love announced that it will be closing later this month at the Broadway Theater. It will wrap up shop on the Sunday following Thanksgiving, meaning that it will have played 33 previews and 149 performances on Broadway after it began previews on June 17th. The show, as you almost certainly know by now, features a score by David Byrne and Fat Boy Slim, and the concept originally originated with Byrne. Alex Timbers directed, has a phenomenal cast, including Ariel Jacobs, Jose Lana, uh, Conrad Ricamora, and more. In fact, I was actually talking to Jasmine Forsberg, who plays the inner voice of Imelda Marcos in the show when the press release came in and she told me it was coming in and I'd already seen it. Um, they have known for a little bit grace the cast has, so they've had time to process this. But one of the things that I talked with Jasmine about is what a special show this is, not only for the cast, but for the entire Filipino community. It is the first time that a Broadway show has featured an entire Filipino American cast. So just a few, few weeks left to head over to the Broadway theater to see a show that is really revolutionary, not just in terms of its casting, but in the way that it allows people to interact with a Broadway show. So if you haven't had an opportunity to see it, highly, highly recommend you do it. There's different ways that you can see it. You can stand on the floor like I did. You can sit in like the mezzanine, I guess. And then there's some other seats around. It's a very cool setup. So definitely want to recommend you check that out before it closes on November 26th. Yeah, I had the pleasure of seeing this on the floor and dance. And um, I also had the pleasure of seeing this from those like VIP seated, uh, the seats that are kind of like in in the middle of it all. I'm really curious as to what is going to happen with this theater. Obviously, when people are losing their jobs, it's like really challenging. And that's, first of all, top of mind. Um, But I think that also part of this conversation is the renovation that happened within that theater and what they're going to do with it. It's a really hard time, especially in the middle of right before the holiday season. Um, But I know that everyone's working their hardest. Yeah, there's a couple shows that I've heard already uh, on on Tuesday that want to potentially get into that theater. One of them is a show that has a fairly like at least in theory similar construction to Here Lies Love in terms of the immersiveness and things moving. Um and that is the London production of Guys and Dolls which I have not seen but some as somebody explained it to me there's a lot of platform moving that is all done with hydraulics and stuff though. So much different than here lies love where the platforms are pushed around. So I don't know if that would be a similar situation to how the floor is currently set up. I also know that uh, great Gatsby is wanting to come in there as well from paper mill playhouse. Both of those shows would be looking to come in, in the spring. So could make sense for one of them, but you know, 
this 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 season is just so packed grace i'm like i just get i love that there are more opportunities for more shows to come in but i also get worried that there's just too many and that it could potentially end up hurting everybody if we just have a bazillion new shows fighting for the same audience and the same dollars i mean you and i have talked about the 2017 debacle every Broadway mm-hmm. radio show, I feel like. Yeah, so every time there's a new show announced, yeah. which is like every week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, in another year, could Bright Star have pulled more? Could Waitress have? Yes, they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think it's 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 exciting. I'm excited and scared to always go back to my favorite Sondheim. Yeah, it, it's it's great for those people that have had the opportunity to come in. I just I, I just worry about how it could impact their opportunities to stay on Broadway uh, for longer periods of time. But we will have to wait and see what happens there. Speaking of a <laughs> just an absolutely bizarre, immersive production, we got more details yesterday about the new production of Starlight Express that is going to go on sale tomorrow, November 5th. It is currently slated to run in the summer of 2024 at the specially designed Starlight Auditorium at the Troubadour Wembley Park Theater. So how this is going to work is that people will be in and around the playing areas. And if you know Starlight Express, you know that they're all on roller skates. They're all train cars. So they are literally, as the press release says, whizzing around and above the audience. So there is going to be what are they calling trackside seats, which is going to be what's around the racetrack that's at the center of the playing space. Uh, It also will go behind the performance space. Then there are going to be seats that surround the main performance area in a section called the first class carriage. Those also will move during the show. I don't know. um, I'm not sure if those like the people will move or the seats will move. And then there will also be the regular playing space. But Certainly creative makes me very, very nervous if people are super close to that, because at some point somebody's going to wipe out Grace. And I would certainly not want to get a rollerblade in the face just because I got, you know, front row Fox tickets. Oh, so true. Uh, this is terrifying. I know I said I was excited and scared earlier. I'm just scared for this. Um, but I think that, I mean, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Yes, good for them. Also, good for everybody. Yesterday, the Public Theater announced that they will have a $40 ticket lottery for Hell's Kitchen, the world premiere musical by Alicia Keys and Christopher Diaz. It begins performances on November 19th and is currently scheduled to run through January 7th. There will be two $40 ticket lotteries for every performance. The first one will be done uh, via Today Ticks, and all the details are in there. Basically, you have to sign up on Sunday for the next week's performances. But then there will also be an in-person ticket lottery held in the lobby of the public theater prior to every performance. You can start signing up two and a half hours before each show, and it'll happen 30 minutes before each show. If you want the complete details about all of that, head over to the show notes. Uh, real quick, going to run through Broadway grosses from last week. Overall, they barely inched up by less than $100,000 to $26,546,735. Attendance did increase, though, by 2% to come in at 223,151 people. Average ticket price was $118.96. As always, The Lion King was the top-grossing show on Broadway at $1,986,734. Wicked was next, of course, still kind of riding the high of Wicked Week at $1.83 million. Merrily We Roll Along was at $1.8 
1.81 million, Hamilton at 1.77, and then MJ at 1.54. The rest of the shows north of $1 million, and we talked about on yesterday's show, doesn't necessarily mean when it used to, but still, all of the shows uh, that have grossed $1 million last week, Sweeney Todd, seven performances, Moulin Rouge, Aladdin, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and Back to the Future. All right, some developmental uh, news here, Grace. Yesterday it was announced that Out of the Box Theatrics is presenting the autobiographical comedy of the new show Squeaky by Jeff Cohen. Leading the reading for this production will be Harris Yolen, Mark Kudish, Tova Feldshoe, and more. The show will take place in a, a three-day set of developmental readings from November 14th through the 17th. And then we got news about another show that is going to have some very fun stars in it. It is a new original musical called Wing Haven Park. It is written by Lisa Peretti. Gabrielle Barr will direct. In the show, Wing Haven Park follows Hollywood starlet Vera Webster, who returns to her sleepy childhood home of Vashon Island on a war bonds tour. Set in the majestic Pacific Northwest against the backdrop of World War II, her three-day trip turns into a journey of self-discovery as she navigates an estranged sister, a long lost love, buried family secrets, and the pressures of a career on the cusp. Leading the company will be Corbin Blue. Joining him will be Tony nominee J. Robert Spencer, along with Alexandra Soka, and one of my all-time favorites, Autumn Hurlbert, who still should, in my opinion, should have won Legally Blonde to Search for the Next Elle Woods. It's a crime that she did not. But this one sounds a lot of fun. Great cast. We'll be interested to hear what happens next. And then finally, Grace, the feel-good recommendation today is the first like four minutes of the pro tape of Waitress the Musical, Bleecker Street, who is distributing the film to Fathom Events coming up in December, uh, released the first four minutes, the opening up, all of that stuff. So if you want to check that out, it is in the show notes. And I got to say, I might have spent Friday evening watching a screener of this, and I might still be under an embargo, but I might be trying to see this as many times as humanly possible, even though I will be in New York when it is in theaters. So certainly check out these first four minutes, Grace, and get tickets to Fathom Events when and as many times as you can. I fear that I love it so much. I'm so scared to purchase a ticket to see it. I don't know if I'm going to be okay. We will find out. I have to watch it. I don't know. No, yeah, you absolutely have to. You have to. Uh, It's really fantastic. All right, we are wrapping up the news part of the show a little bit early, Grace, because you recently did an interview with somebody from the National Yiddish Theater Folksbane. I did. I got to talk to the artistic director. It's a really beautiful conversation, not only about their upcoming show, but also just what they do at large, whether that's, you know, the off-Broadway, pre-Broadway tryout of Harmony or um, the Yiddish Fiddler on the Roof. This new show is also in Yiddish. It was really, really great to have a conversation. So please, please, please check that out right now. Awesome. We will have information on how you can get purchase tickets to that and all of the other things we talked about in the show today. So... Let's head over to that interview and you won't hear from us afterwards. So have a wonderful Wednesday and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us on Broadway Radio this morning. Um, We're so excited to talk to you about Amid Falling Walls and the National uh, Yiddish Theater um, and all those good things. But um, first of all, like how... How are you doing this morning? Like, how is your November already starting? Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, 
considering the world yeah. uh, news, it's uh, you know, it's it weighs heavily on all of us. But you know, we're about we're we're into tech, and we're excited to bring this uh, production to uh, New York audiences. We're we're so excited as well, and that's the thing is that I. I know that there's there's so much going on in the world. And like when we're talking about theater and the arts, I feel like often we're we're challenged of like, why do we why are we why are we focusing on this? And and why are we, you know, engaging and and putting energy into something that seems sometimes so silly, but at the end of the day, it's it's actually something that we consistently need as an outlet. And yeah. um I'm really, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on the entire the the piece the the songs the the sure, the sure. stories of amid falling walls but i do want to talk a little bit about you as the artistic director of the national mm-hmm. yiddish theater so please tell me you know how how you came into that world i know it's it's the longest consecutively produced theater company in the u.s it's now you're you're in your 109th season i don't think that you've been the artistic director for 109 seasons (laughs) (laughs) but uh tell me a little bit about how you got into that not quite yeah well um uh i've i've always i've always loved theater um actually my the the national yiddish theater uh used to be a branch of the worker circle the workman circle and it was a it was founded in in uh, 1918 to um, to uh, to to provide a an opportunity for Jewish immigrants to see theater of a, of a, of a, of a, on a social on a social uh, social issues um, uh, of, of 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 issues of social importance. Um, the Yiddish theater was very popular in the turn of the century with uh, many, many productions on Second Avenue and vaudeville. And uh, the Folkspina was always um, uh, dedicated to present uh, more literary works and works that had um, social, social uh, importance. Uh, my, my, my tenure as the, as the artistic director um, now has been close to 25 years. Uh, last year, the last, in the last production uh, we produced was uh, Barry Manilow and Bruce Sussman's Harmony, which is opening on Broadway this week. And uh, a few years ago, we produced The Yiddish Fiddler um, with uh, Joel Gray directing. Um, this piece, Amid Falling Walls, is a world premiere of material that was collected post the Second World war in Poland and um, and in Europe uh, from survivors. Um, uh, Schmerke Kaczerginski, who was a, fo- was a partisan, a fighter, and a poet, decided to, coll- to stay in, in Poland and, and travel through uh, Paris and uh, DP camps to collect uh, songs that survivors remembered singing during their during those dark, darkest years. And we decided to, uh, to put, to create a theater piece where we would present these songs as um, scenes, little, each song is its own story, uh, whether it's, whether it's 
in happening in the Warsaw Cabaret, whether it's happening happening in the in the in the woods, whether it's whether it's you know a a a mother and a mother and and uh, child uh, conversation, whether it's whether it's uh, you know a group of pa partisans g getting ready to uh, to to um, to resist and to to fight back. So these are all actual documents, uh, historical testimony that we found in 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 poetry and song that um, moved us and uh, we decided to uh, create a, a theater piece that now uh, will be uh, opening uh, on November 14th. Um, what else can I tell you? The, the songs are, um, we have an incredible cast um, that, you know, of, of uh, seasoned Broadway and off-Broadway performers. Um, the the arrangements, um, the orchestrations are are have been created uh, new by, new new orchestrations by Frank London and uh, Michael Winograd. Uh, Muttel Didner is the director, and um, we have a wonderful design team. Um, uh, you know, put, creating this 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 time and and with with wonderful images that will also be accompanying the performances as well so so we're able to get into the into the to the to the to the spirit of where they were of course everything will be with english supertitles because the material is authentic the, the the language that they would have created and sung this material of course was yiddish so the these songs are in Yiddish, but but uh, of course with English supertitles throughout. That's amazing. Um, I I actually had the privilege of going uh, to see Harmony um, when it was uh, with you all last uh -huh. year, I guess. Yeah. And um, and now I and I get the the honor of also getting to work a little bit about uh, it on Broadway. So um, I've I've been really excited to see its trajectory and just the reception that it had. Um, beforehand, you know, um, with yeah. you all, it was so, it was so incredible. Um, yeah. And I think that this is just, it, I think it shows the range of the, of the offerings that you do for the community and uh, what it, it doesn't have to be one thing. Like it isn't just, you know, Fiddler, it isn't just, you know, a new work. Course, it can also be course. something else. Yeah. And, and, and it was very, it was very important for us to bring this particular piece and these songs to the public because um, people don't know of people know knew, knew, knew how Jews died, of course, in the Holocaust, but they don't know how they lived, and they don't know how you know that there was a, a whole thriving cosmopolitan civilization before 1939. Um, and um, so we 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 try to show a little bit of that. We try to show that there was normalcy in cabarets and that happened in the ghettos themselves amidst amidst these uh, unbearable conditions. And um, the title of our piece is, is Amid Falling Walls, which comes from a par the partisan hymn, which was created by a 21-year-old uh, young partisan poet, Hirsch Glick. And he writes in one of his verses that this song was written with uh, grenades in our hands and with blood 
not with lead and amid falling walls zwischen Fallendick event this song was created and sung so thereby we titled our piece amid falling walls it's incredible it's an incredible title i think yeah. it carries so much weight and and i think it's it's one of those things that on the surface it it, it feels like a, you know it sounds like a piece of theater it sounds like a piece of art um, but as soon as people see and hear uh, the the subject matters, I think that it carries yeah. obviously a lot. And it has, a, and it has, it has of course a special, eerie and um, uh, important resonance today, uh, in this very day when when um, when Jews are now being faced with you know a a. Uh, you know, the worst anti-Semitism since the Holocaust, um, you know, in, in relationship to the terrorist, uh, you know, um, attacks on Israel, uh, you know, on October 7th. So unbeknownst to us, we had no idea that this was going to be happening, but how, how uh, prescient and how poignant the text is very much today. Yeah, I'm I'm really uh, excited that in this very moment next week, I guess, November 14th, starting, you have a yeah. very limited engagement that people can they can already purchase tickets, correct? They can correct, already yes. go online. We'll have the link for everyone there. It's a strictly limited engagement for four weeks only, November 14th through December 10th, with an opening night of November 20th as well at your Edmund Jade Safra Hall at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, a living memorial to the Holocaust. So is there anything else that we can impart to our listeners today, Zara? There's an incredible exhibit going on right now, a, a, um, a um, an award-winning exhibit about the resistance of the Danish Jews during the Holocaust and what they and and so that's and the core exhibit also really is a, an amazing testament to resistance and how Jews lived and how Jews fought back. So um, I would I would strongly urge people to come and take in an exhibit and have a have a meal in our in our in our wonderful restaurant in the theater called locks um and uh see this uh what we feel is an important piece it's very important i'm so excited uh that you were able to talk with us about it today and we can't wait to let our listeners know all about it so thank you so so much. much for joining thank you so much grace